Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go and make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener here on One of a Kind You, thank you so much for taking the time to tune into another episode. I'm so appreciative of your time and your attention and your energy. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. I'm equally excited and thankful to have you listening as well and just excited that you are stopping by to check it out. So the way this podcast usually works is I share a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago and reflect on what I know now and what I wish I had known then. So this uh, journal entry is from July 6th of 2016. I write, tomorrow is our big trip to New York City to go to the American Girl Doll store. I'm feeling apprehensive because I want, want my girls to have a good time without dealing with drama. I'm also feeling apprehensive because I want to keep my behavior and emotions in check as well. I'm going to do Reiki in the morning and email my friend Nancy to have her send energy my way. So this is just a snippet of this journal entry. There is actually more to this, but I'll save that for another episode. Uh, so what I want to talk about today is um, why I was so worried about not being able to keep my emotions in check. So if you are not familiar with my story, I started therapy thinking that I was having an identity crisis after leaving my teaching career, but was blindsided by the um, truth bombs, also I'll call them, of being codependent, anxious, and suffering from childhood emotional neglect. I didn't know any of these things, um, but after learning them, I was like, oh, it makes complete sense as to why I'm struggling a lot in life with feelings of unworthiness, um, having fits of rage and anger, and um, being highly emotional, and uh, being untrustworthy of others, So, and also not having good boundaries. So. For this instance, um, my girls and I, so in 2016, my oldest daughter, Lily, was um, four, five. She was five, and then that would have made Casey two. And so we had planned this trip with some school friends, and I was apprehensive because I often felt like an outsider in my social circles because I didn't value myself enough I thought that there was something wrong with me and especially going through therapy and no one knowing I was going through therapy I felt really defective and broken and I was so worried that someone was going to find out how broken I was and then not want to be friends with me anymore so I literally white knuckled my way through most social situations really throughout the entire day I white knuckled my way through things with my girls when we were home I white-knuckled my way through things when I was in public with them. I white-knuckled my way through things when we were at family functions. And all the while, no one had any idea that I was really, really struggling. And so this was the ultimate test for me because I had had playgirl play dates for my girls with friends who had come over. And um, I can remember one time specifically, this was when uh, Lily was probably three maybe turning four and she had a friend from dance come over and she wasn't sharing and I was so embarrassed in front of the mom that my daughter was not sharing and it also I think triggered something inside of me and I couldn't articulate it or verbalize what it was 
And I completely unleashed on her. I screamed at her. I put her in timeout. I was holding her in timeout. And um, she looked like a deer in headlights. She didn't even know really what was going on. And after the fact, when I kind of snapped out of it, because it was almost like I had blacked out, and I realized how overreactive I had been, I was mortified. And I thought, this mom must think I'm crazy. She's never going to want to talk to me again. She's, she's never going to be my friend. This is it. Again, I've embarrassed myself. And so that wasn't true. She, the mom handled it really well. She didn't bat an eye at it. Um, the difference was so that I don't believe that that mom had um, childhood trauma. I don't think she had generational trauma. She was someone who was very self-assured. She was getting ready to, she was preparing to divorce her husband. She was, um, I'll say a very nurturing mom, very patient, not easily rattled, and um, was completely like, I won't say excited to, to be a single mom, but definitely was completely comfortable with it, knew that she could handle it, knew that she had a support system in place. And then here's me freaking out because my daughter won't share a Barbie. And so, um, so then this whole comparison thing set in. Well, I had this whole mind game going on in my mind as I was preparing to go on this adventure. And so to get from our house to the American Girl Doll store in New York City, I had all of these people load into my husband's car. So um, my two kids and me, another child and her mom, and another child and her mom all loaded into my husband's car and I drove us up to the train station in New Jersey and then from there uh, we got on the train and took it into New York City and um, I saw these moms in the same way I saw that mom from from dance at the play date very self-assured um, able to navigate challenges not easily rattled by their kids behaviors and so, he, so I have this whole thought process going on in my head of, you know, what happens if my girls have a temper tantrum at the American Girl Doll store? Am I going to be able to work through it in a calm, cool, and collected manner the same way that the other moms are going to? What am I going to do? Oh my gosh, I'm, I, I was so afraid that I was going to lose it, like I had done about the Barbie at the play date. And had myself in such a tizzy. But at this time, I knew about inner child work. I had been doing it for uh, quite some time. I understood that I had childhood trauma and generational trauma that I was working so hard to heal and overcome. And so I knew on some level that when I would have these fits of rage or these feelings of being defective or unworthy or unlikable or um, inadequate or broken, however you want to describe it, I knew that it related back to that. I just couldn't always navigate it because I hadn't gotten to that part of the, the journey. But I was also starting to tap into holistic things because I knew that a lot of what I was experiencing was from stored energy around the trauma that had been stored in my energy centers and stored in my body because I hadn't processed it and released the energy of the experiences. So that's why I reiki'd myself that morning, because I, I knew that when I went for reiki treatments, 
I felt lighter. I felt um, better able to cope. It just really was a game changer. So at this point, I was a level two Reiki practitioner. I So I knew how to Reiki myself. And I will say that probably did wonders more than I realized at that moment in time because I went there balanced. I went there with my energy centers balanced, with my gut, my sacral chakra balanced, and my heart chakra balanced, my throat chakra balanced, my third eye chakra balanced. So I could tap into my gut, I could tap into my tuition, I could lead from my heart, I didn't have to lead from my head, I could use my voice when it was needed, and I also balanced my root chakra so I could feel safe. I didn't have to have my little inner child raging um, because her needs weren't being met. I had sort of, I had buffered myself before we left that morning. And so, um, so I know that helps. The other piece that I needed to do to prepare for this adventure was defining what my expectations were for the day. How much was I going to spend on each child? What was I going to be willing to let them purchase? What was I not going to be willing to let them purchase? What would I be let, you know, what was I going to allow them to eat if we went out for lunch or dinner or snacks? What was I going to pack? You know, I had I had to shift my expectations around the experience. I had to let go of some of them. I had to be okay with them wanting to ride in, ride in the stroller. I had to be okay with them getting tired and being fussy. I had to mentally prepare myself for that because uh, in the past I had gone into trips like this with this expectation that um, we were all going to have fun the whole time. The whole time. And the second that someone wasn't having fun or I perceived them to not be having fun, then that meant I couldn't have fun. And then it just ruined the whole thing. And then I would basically have an adult temper tantrum because I had worked so hard to plan the trip. I had spent so much money on the activity. You know, why can't we all just have a good time? It was some doing something special. So I had to brace myself and say, okay, they're two and they're five. They're, or they're three and they're six. It's not going to go perfectly. It's definitely going to be a long day. We're all going to be tired. It was in July, so it was going to be hot as Hades with the heat trapped between the New York City size skyscrapers. It was going to be loud and hustly and bustly. All the things that could overwhelm me emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, it was all going to be overwhelming. And so I had to put myself in check and accept that there were going to be bumps in the road. And you know what? Doing all that mental work was a huge game changer. And so when I share the um, the follow-up journal entry now, um, it was it was perfect. So I write, the girls and I went to New York City yesterday with our school friends. I was dreading it because I was worried. about having issues with the girls and thankfully my girls were well behaved for the the majority of the adventure. Pete left a sweet note for me about how I've created a memory for the girls about fun and adventure and so 
I was so shocked at how well the day went. So that follow-up entry was from July 8th, so two days after our trip. My girls didn't really melt down. They accepted the limitations that I had set for them. They were great about eating the snacks that I packed. They were great about picking out their food at the restaurant and eating as much as they could. They were great on the car ride to New York City, on the car ride home from New York City. They did really great on the train. That was their first time taking a train. Um, besides like a little historical train that we had taken previously, but this was like the real deal. Um, they did great with taking turns riding in the stroller because I only brought the umbrella stroller, not the big massive two-seater stroller. They carried their dolls through the city for the majority of the day. I mean, it it was almost magical with how well the day went. I really, I don't think I could have, it could have gone any better if I had literally planned it to. And so that was reassuring for me that for my inner child, for my adult self, was that I could take my girls out. We could have fun. We could have an adventure and I could cope with whatever came my way. I didn't feel unhinged. I didn't feel unleashed. I really didn't feel um, insecure. I mean, it was, it gave me a glimmer of hope for what life could look like and feel like as a mom. I actually enjoyed the day with my kids. And I was at a stage in life where I I wasn't enjoying motherhood because I was miserable in my own self. I was miserable with, um, I'll say, the diagnoses of codependency, anxiety, childhood emotional neglect. I was so honed in on those things that I was creating this misery for myself. And because I felt so miserable with myself, then I felt disconnected from my husband. I felt disconnected from my kids. And I was just the epitome of misery and negativity. And so I didn't think it would ever change. I thought life would always be that way. And so this was huge for me. It was the eye-opener that I needed. And Trust me, this wasn't, you know, a permanent game changer. It just was gave me that glimmer of hope that things could be different. And so I, I'm curious to know if you have felt the same way in your motherhood journey as you've been working to try and heal trauma that you've had in your past. Maybe it wasn't childhood trauma, but maybe it was trauma from your teens or your early 20s and Or maybe it's generational trauma where it's um, been passed down to you from other family members inadvertently. And so, you know, have you had the same experience where you are so fearful of going out in public with your kids because you don't know what is going to trigger you and you're going to just fly off in this rage? I've seen it so many times with moms in public. When we were at the at Martha's Vineyard last year, I saw it with this mom on the bridge. And I just wanted to go up and give her a hug and be like, it's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you as a mom and it doesn't mean anything about your daughter. But there's the Jaws bridge from the movie Jaws. 
And so everybody jumps off this bridge, even though there are signs everywhere that say, do not jump off the bridge. And so, um, so, but that's the thing. They have t-shirts that say, I jumped off the Jaws Bridge. And this girl wanted so hard, she wanted so badly to jump off this bridge. And I'll tell you, the bridge isn't really that high, but when you stand at the top of the railing, it totally messes with your mind and it seems so much higher than it is. And so this girl said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And she was probably... 12 and the mom was like okay great I'm here for you I'll video you and then the girl said no 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 I can't and the mom was like oh but you can you're so brave you've been watching the other people do it you can totally do this and the girl climbed up the first I'll say rung of the um the railing and then got back down and said she couldn't do it and the mom was still so supportive and this went on for a good 15 minutes and when the girl climbed up to the, to the top, she was at the top of the railing. She, she had one foot up, but couldn't bring herself to put her other foot up on the top of this railing and said, that's it, I can't do it, I'm not doing it. I just wanna leave. The mom flipped the switch and she went into this belittling rage against her daughter. And I just thought that was me the day that my daughter wouldn't share the Barbie. And it really can be hard to pinpoint what causes the snap. I don't know if it's the not feeling seen or heard. If this mom didn't feel seen by her daughter, you know, like saying, like, oh, I got you. I'm encouraging you. And you're not taking the support and encouragement. Why? What's wrong with me that you don't want my support and encouragement? Or if, you know, the mom felt like her inner child was going to be, you know, wounded. And so, you know, it was like almost like her inner child was living vicariously through her human daughter. Um, and then felt disappointed when the daughter wouldn't do it. It's really hard to tell, but I think it really boils down to just control, uh, a lack of control or feeling like there is you're not in control. And um, I couldn't control my daughter sharing that Barbie. I couldn't control how my girls were going to behave on the trip to New York City. And this mom couldn't control whether her daughter was going to jump off the bridge or not. It we had influence I could have influenced Lily to share the Barbie without flying into a fit of rage I could have influenced my girls to to behave better (coughs) excuse me in New York City if they started having a tantrum or whatever the case may be um and this mom could have influenced her daughter to jump off the bridge but but actually having those things happen are, were not within our control because they relied on other people. It relied on my daughter being willing to share. It relied on my girls and their their behavior in New York City, not mine. Because I knew how I was going to behave. Fantastic if everything went my way. Maybe not so much if things didn't go my way. But I wanted to regardless of what the external circumstances were. And then this mom having no control over her daughter b- jumping. And so it's when we feel that out of control feeling that the overwhelm sets in and that we have we are at that point emotionally unregulated and um, our body goes into fight, flight or freeze. And so um, I was able to stay regulated. I was able to keep my emotions, my mindset and um, the way that my body physically felt in New York City, I was able to keep myself regulated. So I didn't have a huge spike in um, emotions or 
um, thoughts, negative thoughts or frustration or irritation or overwhelm, I was able to keep myself regulated throughout the day. And that was the key. That's the key. And so, um, but here's the other, the caveat was that if for some reason I became dysregulated in that situation, I did not still have the coping tools to be able to flip the switch and get myself regulated again very quickly. I could have reiki myself, but it would have been a slight challenge to have these two moms looking at me with their two daughters, my own two daughters, and myself standing in New York City trying to do a quick reiki session on myself to get myself regulated. And so that's the missing piece that most of us have is that when we are overwhelmed or frustrated or angry, it's the the um, getting it back. It's reeling it back in. And so the fastest way to do that is to change the way that your body physically feels. So the next time you feel like you're triggered, where you are having an emotional outburst, a fit of rage, notice what is going on in your body. And the fastest way to change those feelings, because they're pretty standard across the board. Most people have a racing heart. They might feel jittery or like that shaky feeling or the pins and needles feeling in their hands or their arms. Um, their mouth might get dry. They might get dizzy. They might cry. They might yell. So the... Um, the response, the physical response is generally the same. You might not have all of those things, but typically you might have one or two. So for me, my heart races and I feel like my arms are tingly. Probably that's because my blood pressure is skyrocketing and so it's more than what my body can process in that moment. Breathe. I've given this you know, little tidbit time and time again but that's the easiest one that you can do that isn't screaming to the world that you are trying to regulate yourself because your body is feeling out of control. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. If you have some water handy, sip some water. So I will leave you with those two quick solutions. But if you want help to have additional tools in your toolbox for regulating yourself, feel free to reach out to me. Um, on the DM or shoot me an email. I'm happy to help. I have um, two free guides that I can offer you. One is a meditation and the other is um, tapping for emotional freedom technique. And I can share more about those in another episode. But uh, that's all I've got for you today. So if this episode was helpful and you feel like a friend needs to hear it too, please feel free to share uh, the more the merrier. And also if you'd be so kind to leave a review, I would so be so appreciative. I take the time to read all the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of support and guidance and really a one-stop shop uh, because let's face it, us women and us moms, we have to stick together. So thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you ladies next week.